0: Well, good good morning, uh, everyone. It is a, a real blessing to be here with all of you this morning. Um, well, I, I'm very thankful <sighs> with Tyler. I'm very thankful with all of you for the, the opportunity to join you in your Teach Us to Pray journey. So I, I invite you to be uh, in a posture of listening and prayer as I... As I offer an opening prayer, or well, for my sermon. Okay, let, let us pray. Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, uh, Tyler gave you uh, an introduction last week about the importance of prayer. And prayer is a means of grace that we always have available. And the more we grow in our understanding in the ways to, to embody these means of grace, the closer we will be to God in God's will for our lives. Uh, uh, as individuals, but, but even more importantly, uh, uh, as the Church of Christ in the world. I, 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 I identify with Tyler in that I have been very intentional in teaching my kids how to pray. I have a a 10-year-old boy, Alec, and a 3-year-old girl, Estrella. And I try to preach every night Psalm 23 and the Lord's Prayer. And Tyler shared last week about the feeling of hearing for the first time when your kid or your children tell you, Daddy and in, in how when, when you uh, pronounce daddy, uh, all that that means, right? The intimacy, the, the, the kind of relationship that you have uh, uh, with, with your children. But I will say that in general, when someone we love pronounces our name, it, it's a special. We, we feel seen. We feel that we matter. And, and, and it's very tangible, uh, uh, th- those feelings when, when we hear our name. So it is hard to describe in words the feeling I have experienced when my kids now ask me to pray for them or, or, or to pray for a specific uh, request or need that they, they identify in their surrounding. And, and, it's, it's, and it is priceless to witness their first prayers, their first conversations with God. Um, I remember my son telling me a, a few months ago, I want to pray, but I don't know exactly how. And, and, and then I say, "Well, you know the what you usually say well is just talk with God as you talk with other friends, with other people so So it has been beautiful to see how now uh, he feels more comfortable in just talking with God. Um, last week, Tyler reminded us that our Father, who art in heaven, is a statement." about identity, when we declare our Father who art in heaven, we are claiming God as our Father, but we are also claiming ourselves as children of God. This morning, we are going to talk or reflect together on hallow Be Thy Name. Hallowed be thy name. And this is a statement about what we are called to do as children of God. What God expects from us as we claim to be children of God, simply put, is that we are called to sanctify God's name in all we say, in all we do, in all we think, with all our being. Now, this is nothing new. One of the cores of our faith is that we believe we were created to worship God. Sadly, As we know the history of the church, the history of the relationship between God and humanity, the first humans chose to deviate their attention from enjoying God's creation and God's presence to trust in themselves and try to be like God. And they also deprive themselves from sanctifying God and a gap between God and humanity was created. And as we know, this gap kept growing throughout the history of humanity as humanity kept choosing their own ways without including God. As Christians, we know that a life far from God sooner than later can be an empty life, can be a hopelessness life, can be a purposeless kind of life, which is against God's desire for an abundant life for all Humanity. With Jesus' statement of, Hallow be thy name, Jesus wanted his audience then, and Jesus wants for us today to remind us that as God's children, God desires our sanctification. God desires our worship one of the biblical or theological images if you will that keeps informing my life in ministerial practice comes from uh, revelation 7 specifically uh, passages nine through seventeen, uh, because I think Revelation seven illustrates the meaning of "Hallowed be Thy name." It, it, it illustrates God's desire. It, it, it illustrates that God's desire is for humanity to reconcile with God and with one another so that all humanity can join and this is from the the Revelation 7 can join the great multitude that no one could count from every nation from all tribes and peoples and languages sanctifying In worshiping God 24-7. Hallowed be thy name, point us to our past, point us to our present, and our future, but it also points us to our eternity with God. An eternity beautifully described here. This is also from Revelation 7. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of the water of life, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The Word of God for us, the people of God. This is a beautiful image, and uh, as I mentioned before, it has informed, informed my life and, and my ministerial practice. And although it's a, 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 you know, what we often say is a scatological image, I, I want to believe that that image we can have uh, glimpses, we can have tastes now and not wait until then. Um, But often it's hard to imagine that image, right? Where peoples from all nations, from all languages, are together just worshiping God. Um, But that's that's the image that comes to mind when I think about hallowed be thy name. Because at the end of the day, what God wants for us is for, for us to sanctify his name, to glorify his name, to, to worship his name. And, and, and the reason God wants that is because he wants us to, to to live an abundant life here, here on earth, as it is in heaven. And uh, Irenaeus of Lyon uh, one of the fathers of the church uh, once said that the glory of God is a human being fully alive. The glory of God is a human being fully alive. So when we act, when we behave against our nature, as God's creation, as God's children, who who should constantly sanctify and worship God, often lead us to live lives far away from the fully lives God wants us to live. So, hallowed be thy name is an invitation for us to examine ourselves as individuals, and as a church, as village church, in terms of how are we sanctifying God with our lives? How are we worshiping God with all our being? As we examine ourselves, other questions can be helpful. What is preventing me? What is preventing us to live a fully alive life. As Bellet Church, what is on the way so that you can be a fully alive church? A, a, larger, a larger question is about how we can help others to live a fully alive in our midst. Hallow be thy name is an invitation to, to identify in our own lives and in our own communities, what are the obstacles for people to sanctify God? What are the obstacles for people to worship God in our midst? What are the obstacles for people to live a fully alive kind life? Of life. I don't know if you, you heard that uh, a few months ago, the, the Gallup organization uh, performed a survey, a nationwide survey in the US, asking the question, do you worship in any, in any way on Sundays? And they did a similar one, I think it was in the 80s. And when they did the one in the 80s, the response it was, I think it was 75% or so who said, yes, we, we attend a religious service on Sunday. Um, the results in the last survey, uh, I think it was 48% who said yes. So I think the question is, and if we believe that not having that peace in our lives prevents us from living a fully alive life, We need to be asking ourselves what what are the obstacles that are on the way so that people uh, put God at the center? Hallowed be thy name uh, is an opportunity for us to ask that question. And and the, the pandemic has definitely being being on the way for everyone, for the whole world to live a fully alive life. One of the challenges we face now is to not let what seems to be the post-pandemic time, I mean, we're still with masks and all that, but we know that more and more things are going back to normal, if you will. And and the temptation is to, to want to recover the time we lost. The temptation is to, to, to want to recover the memories, the, the, the opportunities, uh, the celebrations, and all that we feel we lost during this pandemic. But may God help us to, this, to, to not let this desire of recovering what we lost lead us to become more busy that we cannot appreciate the simple things in life that make us truly happy, that make us fully alive. Uh, Another virus that uh, we often hear that is very relevant still today is the virus of racism. It's another obstacle that keeps a lot of people from living an abundant life. My guess is that by now, you have figured out that I'm not from North Carolina. <laughs> that I'm not from the U.S. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I'm originally from Mexico, and, and I've been in the United States since 2003. 2003. So, so I'm an immigrant and, and as part of that, uh, I, I, I cannot help but to, to, to be ch- sure, to make sure that uh, I keep learning about the immigration situation in our country. And the last week, there was a, a workshop um, offered by uh, an organization that is called Hope for Humanity that is based here in North Carolina and uh, another organization based in Tucson, Arizona, uh, BorderLinks. Although I have tried again to be updated, it was overwhelming for me to be in this uh, three-day workshop and and learn new things. And and that's, that's, that's the heartbreaking part, that as I keep learning, there is always something new I learn that is happening in relation to the immigration situation uh, that, that, well, it's frustrating and, and it's heartbreaking. And and uh, specifically, uh, this time, something that I learned uh, as they were uh, going through a timeline of the history of different immigration policies that have been passed since uh, the 1800s or, or before is that there is a, a, an intimate relationship between immigration and in, in, in slavery, immigration and in, in uh, violence and discrimination and uh, uh stolen land and in, in in um exploitation and uh so Of course, all these are major obstacles that sometimes it feels that we cannot do much about it, but I think it's important, right, to be informed about all that is going on. Um, But there are also small and subtle obstacles that prevent us from living abundant, and fully alive lives. Sometimes we we let uh, envy, resentment, lack of forgiveness, biases, prejudices uh, be on, on in our in, within us, and, and and the thing is that. The reason they are, they might seem small and subtle, is because they are within ourselves. And sometimes no one knows. No one knows but ourselves and God. And, and, um, but now, even when we can pretend living our lives as if everything is okay. Carrying with these burdens, carrying with these feelings, even when they are unnoticed by others, the truth is that we cannot love a fully life carrying them. Not living a fully life prevents us from living out our identity as children of God. It prevents us from sanctifying and worshipping God fully. It prevents us from becoming a walking act of sanctification and worship every day of our lives. Hallowed be thy name is an invitation for us to overcome the obstacles that are on the way. God invites us today to let go of everything that is preventing us from living a fully life. And, and I, I, I want to make a parenthesis there. The reality is that there are things that are not un, under our control. And well, we cannot do much about it, but there are other things that we can do something about it, that we can make adjustments, that we can let go without uh, having to wait for anything else. So the invitation for us is here. One way to live out our identity as children of God, one way to live out the, the statement, hallow be thy name, is by embracing uh, the works of piety and mercy. And, and, and here, my, my Wesleyan, if you will, side is, is getting out, uh, because that's very Wesleyan, the idea of embracing you know, the works of piety, the works of mercy. Because uh, with this understanding, we have opportunities to to incorporate acts of devotion in, in, in acts of worship. And, and we're just talking about, you know, private and public acts of worship that we offer to God. Uh, uh, and, and we also are invited to embrace the the, the works of mercy uh, through acts of compassion and acts of justice, which, again, is just acts that we do privately. is acts that we do pu- uh, publicly uh, to love our neighbor. Um, so we have this invitation before us to, to think about how can we embrace these acts, because in doing so, uh, we are... Practicing how to be what I have been mentioning as walking acts of sanctification and worship. And uh, our family are fans of AGT. Any any of you see watch AGT? I know, I know that there are a lot of those kind of programs, but that's one that, that our, our family enjoys. And uh, as we watched the, the, the last episode... Uh, the other day, uh, there was one performer. Uh, her name is Jen, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it well, but Mar- Marcheski, I think, uh, or, or uh, as she renamed herself as Night Bird. And, and she got the golden buzzer, and she shared with the judges and the audience that she's still fighting cancer. And, and she sang she song a song written by her called It's Okay. Um, and, but, but what I want to share to you is two phrases that she said uh, after she, she got the buzzer the, the buzzer, the golden buzzer. One of them was, You can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. And the other phrase that she said was, and I can feel the chills, you know, when <laughs> I have a 2% chance of survival, but 2% is not zero. So, bird has decided to live a fully alive life in despite of all the odds. So, hallowed be thy name is an invitation for us today to be happy against all the odds. Because when we are happy, we are living a fully alive life. And when we are living a fully alive life, we are glorifying God. We are sanctifying God. We are worshiping God. And... If we are happy every day, then we are walking acts of sanctification and worship. So God God wants that for us. God wants for us to be happy against all the odds so that we are glorifying, sanctifying, and worshiping God all the time. In the name of the Son, the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.